Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind. The podcast built for contractors, real contractors, true stories, real solutions. So here's the deal. We want to try and help as many contractors as possible, and we need your help to get the word out. So do us a favor at the end of the show, leave us a review and share it with other contractors so we can all grow and get better in our businesses. And if you're looking for a community to connect with, go check out our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. There's great conversations happening over there. Tons of stuff to learn. And then if you're looking to step your business up to the next level, check out our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. You can find out more information about that at our website, hammeringgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. So on today's episode, we got a special guest with us. Uh, We got Caleb Larkin from Applicant Pro. And uh, we're going to be asking him some questions. He's going to be giving us some tips on hiring because right now, it's kind of crazy out there. And uh, so Caleb, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Caleb, you're our first guest, man. How's that feel? I feel so honored. It's been awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Always like this to be a first. <laughs> this this is a nice this is like a clutch moment. I'm I'm pretty pumped about this right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited as well. Awesome. So Caleb, hiring. <laughs> right now it's kind of crazy for contractors. Why don't you kind of just share a little bit with what you're seeing out there in the contracting world, trying to hire for those businesses and those positions. Yeah, right now. So Applicant Pro, we've been, I've been doing this for like eight years now. This is by far the craziest year I've ever seen with hiring, right? And again, that's kind of me saying that we have other people that have been doing it for way longer, right? And they're saying the same thing. I meet with you know construction business owners all the time. And they're like, look, I've been doing this for 50 years. And this is the first year where it's been anywhere close to this hard. Okay. So uh, first of all, the very first thing is to understand you're not alone, right? Lots of people are, are struggling with hiring right now. And, and I think there's multiple reasons for that. You know, We can go to COVID. We can talk about the economy. We can talk about all these things we can't control. But I always like to talk about the things we can control, right? Right now, people that are looking for employment are looking in a different way than they ever have, right? Um, That's due to technology. That's due to different generations, different generations' wants and needs. And so the biggest thing that we are seeing right now is there are more and more people that are passing up opportunities, right? So what that means is that for everybody that looks at your job, there's 99 and applies, there's 99 others that looked at it and didn't apply for whatever reason, okay? So... That's what we're seeing right now. And in the labor industry, the hardest positions to hire for are your CDL drivers, your carpenters, lead carpenters, (laughs) right? Um, I think all you guys know about that. That's probably the number one hardest position. We we see that all the time. Very, very little applicant traffic for experienced carpenters. Uh, And then licensed plumbers and HVAC installers. That's kind of your, your four absolute hardest positions to hire for right now. 
Super fun, super fun. Hey, listen, uh, let me just let me backpedal just a really quick hot second here and and kind of let people know that we've kind of vetted you in the regards that you are a professional, you help businesses find the right fit for certain positions. And I don't know that we did that a really good job of, of, of setting that up. And like, again, you're our first guest. So I want to make sure we set that up that we, we think you're really good at, at your position. And what, what I'd like to do here is make sure everyone understands that we're going to give you some tips and tricks on how to find people. And then we'll talk a little bit about applicant pro and the program from there. So clearly everyone's having a hard time finding people. And you mentioned some things that, that can't be overlooked. The economy is a little bit crazy. COVID has got things on, you know, kind of tightened up a little bit. And uh, there's a lot of stimulus packages, things going on, unemployment. You know, people are being paid to stay at home. It's a little tricky. And so aside from that, th- this makes it fun for me as like, hey, this is a challenge. We got to get, you know, we got to get the right people to, to get into our team and become assets for not only our company, but for our, our clients and customers, right? So I'd, li- I'd love to just discuss, like, imagine if someone wasn't hiring you. Like, what, what are some things that we can do as contractors to kind of vet people that are coming in? Uh, can you give us some kind of feedback on that? I'd love to do that. Yeah. So basically, what I would always recommend is you got to get in the mindset of someone looking for a job, right? So you got to think about, okay, I'm looking for, let's just take a lead carpenter, for example, because those are really hard to find, right? So the first thing that I would always recommend is look at your jobs and look if, if you were right now a lead carpenter in the business, would you apply to your own jobs, right? However you're advertising, however you're trying to get the word out, would you apply to your own jobs? And most of the time, I bet you guys would go in and say, yeah, no, I would never apply for that job, <laughs> right? And so that's what we're seeing a lot because it was so easy a while ago. Nobody felt the need to market or sell their jobs, right? Now we're seeing a market that's completely changed, right? And employers have to adapt or they're just going to keep losing out on good talent. So the very first thing that I always talk about is look at your job ads and promote your benefits, promote things that are unique about your organization, sell people on your jobs, right? If you guys have the best managers in the world, you got to say that somewhere, right? People are looking for managers that are, are very, that will treat them like they are good employees, right? And will value them. If you've got some benefit package, if you've got some perk, if you've got something, you know, we, we're surprised every time we meet with people how they're like, oh yeah, we offer this and we go look at their job ad, nothing about it, right? It's one of the biggest selling points on your job and it's not even in there, right? Second thing is, where would you look for a job? Let's say you're, again, most of most of the construction business owners that I've worked with have worked in the trade themselves, right? So they know a little bit about, okay, I know what I can do. I know what I'm uh, capable of. I also know what I would do if I were looking for work right now, right? So think about the places you would go. Uh, we all... I often like to talk about hiring as marketing and selling, right? Because it's the same basic principles. You are, when you go and market your business, you are trying to sell people on, hey, this is why we are really, we will do the best work. We offer the best craftsmanship and you're paying for this and this and that, right? And you're trying to get people to buy into your job. I mean, into your your business. Same thing with 
with marketing your job ads. You need to go to the right locations. So you need to think about, okay, where would I go and how do I drum up business? Most people would say, we drum up business through our current and client database, right? Our current clients are people that give us business. And then we may have a few other marketing techniques through social media, websites, and other places like that. Okay. It's the same basic principle with hiring. You're going to get people through your normal standard Googling type methods of search engine optimization through Indeed. You're going to get your networked people through Facebook jobs and other places like that on social media. But you're also going to get really solid people through your current employees and having them refer, right? That's how you make a good work environment and you start referring people, your employees will start referring people back to you. But Caleb, I don't have any employees and I got to hire that first one. So I don't, I don't get any referrals. Yeah. So that's the same thing as a new startup business, right? <laughs> you got to get that first one. But then we, what we want to do is still make it attractive, right? We want to attract the type, right type of candidates, go to social media, start networking in with... There's Facebook job groups that are specific to contractors, right? There's all kinds of things in your area that you can like shortcut that plan of getting into a network. Because that's all that employee referrals are, is <laughs> it's a network, right? And now you're tapping into another person's network. So, very cool. Awesome. I, I, I love what you said about, imagine that you're, you're you know, hiring or looking for a job. So that, that idea of, you know, if we had to shut, shut down our business today and I was going to go work for another contractor and I'm looking for a lead position, you know, and I stumble across my own job ad, would I go and work for that position? Or would I at least apply, you know, apply to that job? And so I love looking at it from that lens. What are you seeing out there in terms of like typical packages, like typical employer packages for small businesses? And we should say, we should note that you specialize in working with smaller companies. I think it's under 50 employees typically. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Most, in fact, I would say I probably work with about 80% of my clients are under 20 or 25 employees, right? So really small businesses, almost everybody is, hey, I worked the trade, I now have my own business and I'm trying to step out and I can't, right? That's probably everybody's like, yep, that's, that's me, that's me, right? <laughs> so yeah, we do that a lot for small businesses. Most small businesses don't offer full benefits, right? And that's important to understand. Um, and it does depend on your area, right? We have the, the living expenses in California are very different than I'm out here in Utah, right? And so you have to match your market, right? So lots of times what we'll do is we'll do a competitor analysis based on location and say, okay, let's look at them. Let's see what they're offering. Look at their website and kind of give you a, a comparison. So it does vary. Most small businesses do not offer full medical benefit packages. But what they do offer is a lot more flexibility. And that's the things we like to promote. Big businesses will have all the opportunity to do the, the higher pay and the full benefit packages and the 401k matches, right? But smaller businesses needed to play to their advantage. And what we see most of the time is, hey, we want to promote flexible pay, flexible time. We also talk about uh, instead of paying on a per hour, a per job option, right? Which will give them the opportunity. It's almost like earning a commission based on the, the jobs that they complete. Right. And that's really appealing to a lot of independent workers in the labor industry that are highly skilled and don't want to be micromanaged. 
right? And that's one of the main reasons they will go to a smaller employer instead of a, a bigger employer that's going to pay a little bit higher uh, and, and offers those benefits as well. So this is, this is exciting for me because, you know, I think I've been thinking about over my 20 year career of just hiring people. I, I never really thought of it like marketing this position. Let's, let's, let's go to market. Let's run a campaign. And, and I really love the theory behind uh, the way you think about things like that. Cause I've, I've, I've hired a lot over the years, word of mouth, you know, and like you said, hey, my buddy needs a job. He's a really good worker, but if he doesn't work out, don't be mad at me. You know, that, that kind of referral kind of stuff. I mean, that that's that's really been kind of my past 20-year hiring thing. And I do want to talk about firing too, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to talk about, you know, let's market to these people. Let's, let's, let's make our place seem attractive. You know, let's, let's share our company values. Let's share the things that are important to us. And the fact that you mentioned smaller family kind of stuff is kind of cool. Cause if you're a smaller family person and you're like, I might need a little more time off when T-ball season comes up, I might need a little more time. Hopefully the smaller mom, pop place, you know, will have some kind of freedoms in that, you know, like there, there is something to that for sure. And I love that about marketing to those people campaign. Yeah. So uh, it is a really interesting concept that a lot of people are not implementing, right? You could go right now on search on Indeed, search a carpenter position. You'll get hundreds and thousands of positions and they're, most of them are going to be like, you need to have this, you need to have this, you need to have this. Here's what you do. That's it. Apply. And like, <laughs> none of it seems like, hey, this is attractive at all, right? But it is really important to understand your strengths, right? We... I like to talk about, I'm, I'm a pretty big Malcolm Gladwell fan, right? I read a lot of his books. The David Goliath book is one that we promote a lot because it talks about all how, you know, everybody knows the story of David and Goliath, right? Talks about how David actually had the advantage because even though Goliath was this massive person, he had a sword and they were on a battlefield far apart. So he used his advantage of the sling, right? And that's the same thing we need to do with small businesses, right? You don't promote that, hey, we pay less, right? That's not, that's not how you're going to sell people on the job. You need it. And like, oh, well, we pay less. And you kind of go over. I mean, I've had companies basically apologizing and when they get applicants. Like, uh, so first of all, I just want you to know this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. It's like, well, who's going to apply when you start off saying like, this is all the things that suck about our, our work when really what you want to do is say, well, this is why you would want to do it, Right. And if you can't figure that out, you need to figure out why you're in business because you need to develop your business enough that it's a good enough place that other employees would want to work there. Wait a minute, Caleb. Are you saying that if your job ad and your culture is not very good, that it's the business owner's fault? <laughs> exactly, right? We get people that come in and they're like, okay, so we pay the absolute worst. We offer no flexibility. <laughs> Um, we treat our employees like crap. Awesome. <laughs> Fix it for us. And we're like, uh, dude, they're going to be able to, f they can see that, right? They're going to see that. And if they don't see that and you trick them, they're going to quit really quickly, right? And so, yeah, it is the responsibility of the business owner to promote something that's going to attract employees, right? There's got to be a reason. You can't just say, well, people out of the goodness of their hearts or desperation are going to work for us because that's the exact type of worker you don't want right? <laughs> Nobody wants to hire that lead carpenter that's like, well, I'm at the last end of my rope and I really don't, I'm not very good at my job, but 
please hire me, right? Because that's the that's the only people that will go to apply to the worst employers. Yeah, we did we did a podcast a little ways back about it's your fault. Basically, everything that happens in your business is your fault, and so. You know, I saw a post the other day in a, in a Facebook group. A contractor was complaining. He was looking for advice. He's like, hey, I got this guy. He does good work, but he never comes to work on time. He's always late. And I asked him to come 30 minutes early because I had to go, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he showed up late. And here I am stuck. And he was just complaining, complaining. And I kind of, I didn't come out and say it's your fault. But I was like, in, in a roundabout way, I was like, it's your fault. And, you know, and then he kind of got all defensive, but I'm like, you hired the guy, like you run, you let him get away with it for this long. You know what I mean? Maybe he didn't start out coming in late to work, but now he's coming in late to work. So what are you going to do about it? Like, it's your business. Yeah, no, it is really important to understand. I, I think that lots of people want to accredit problems in their business and problems with hiring just to well, that's just the way things are. And whether or not that's true, it, it's not empowering, right? It basically makes it so, okay, uh, there's nothing I can do about it, which is one of the biggest challenges we see to, that we try to overcome is helping employers see that there is something you can do about it, right? It might be vastly different than it was before. And to stay on that same path, yeah, you're, you're going to get poor results. But there are some things that you can change that greatly affect your applicant traffic, your quality of applicants, and your new hires, right? So very interesting there. Let's let's change the perspective here a little bit. So check this out. I think for the most part, just like you said, people are like, you need to work weekends. We work 40 to 60 hours a week. You have to have work boots. You have to have reliable transportation, you know, you can't call off. I don't want you to be a bitch. That you know, like they're doing all those things that you said, right? And so, you know, Brad and I have talked about doing a podcast on like your employees deserve more from you because I think too many contractors have that mindset that like, hey, I offered them a job, I give them a paycheck, they should just show up and bust their ass for me. Like, how come they won't work as hard as me, and how come they don't want as much as me? It's because like it's not their dream, bro. Like, it's like, so can you tell us like? What is it that, like, I'd like to think that you're really in tune with your clients who are contractors who need to hire people, right? But I would like to think that you have some pretty good insight on employees looking for contractors because that's, you have to marry the two together. So can you, can, can you give our listeners some perspective on what it is that, um, that lead carpenter or the lead HVAC person, that that guy, wh- what do they want? Is it money? Is it freedom? Is it benefits? Give it to us. Okay, great question. That is actually the number one thing that I always try to convince people of because there's so many people that kind of get focused in on, well, I can't pay that much because we don't make that much, right? And if I paid our lead carpenter that much, I'd be losing money on things like that. So the number one reason right now, and you can go and Google this, you can see it on Indeed, you can see it on all types of job boards and places that review, that employees can review organizations. Number one reason that carpenters are leaving employment is their manager. Manager, right? They don't get along with their manager. Now, what does that typically mean? That means they don't get treated like a good employee. They don't get valued for the hard work that they're doing. They have some expectations of, and and I think, you know, this might just be, this is kind of a hard labor industry, which is a very thankless job, right? 
people to go in and do this as a carpenter and they've been doing the hard labor stuff, doing really good work. And they come back and their manager's like, okay, here's your next job, right? Pat on the back, that's basically it. They're looking for a value of like understanding that they bring tons of value to your organization. And so if your manager can promote that, understand that, and even do what I've seen a lot of times is you don't have to promote it always with words, right? Promote it with a bonus. Promote it with, hey, you just did this. This is an awesome job. Uh, You went above and beyond. Let's give you this, right? So some people are motivated by monetary things. Some people are motivated by recognition. Some people are motivated by simple like, hey, you get an extra PTO, right? Or whatever it is. So we do almost, we always recommend some type of merit-based program that incentivizes employees, right? doesn't matter what position they're in. If all you're doing is hourly or salary wages, you need to rethink that because people want to see that they can control the value that they get out of their work. Okay. So that's what a lead carpenter, what I've seen most of the time is managers appreciation of them in some type of form and then flexibility, right? Being able to say like, look, I can't do it this time. I need to take this work off or, Hey, I finished all this work. I don't want you to just pile this onto me. I finished this early so I could go do this other thing, right? The flexibility in work, those are the number two, number one and number two reasons for employment. And number three comes pay, right? So that tells you that all these small businesses have the advantages of number one and number two. They're not even using them, right? Because they think, employers think number three is the most important. Caleb, why you got to throw me under the bus like that? Talking about bad managers. (laughs) (laughs) Under the bus. (laughs) They don't call me the hammer for no reason. Uh, I, I've struggled with this in the past because I'm very time oriented. And so, you know, I'm looking at stuff by time. Why did it take this long? It should only take this long. You know what I mean? And so I've struggled with that in the past. I treat my guys, I treat my employees good in the sense of like the flexibility that you talk about. I mean, I've had multiple employees that have left for different reasons, better job, you know, whatever, moving out of town. And, you know, they've all said like, essentially, you know, you're one of the best bosses I ever had. But I'm also kind of demanding. I'm, I'm, I can be very demanding, not like you got to put out or you're gone type stuff. But it's like, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. You know, we got to get this done. Uh, work, work, work type thing. So I, I was curious, what are... Because one of the things that I like to do when I do the phone interview is, is I ask... What, what's important to you in this job? Like, what are you looking for in the job? Is it, you know, benefits? Is it more money? Is it time off? Like, what is it? Most of the time, like, they don't ever answer the question correctly. Like, they don't fully understand what I'm asking. But this is to your point is like, I want to find out what motivates you. Because what motivates Eric is, you know, might be appreciation and what motivates Caleb might be money. And so if I don't know those things, you know, I'm trying to be super appreciative to you. And you're like, no, dude, just show me the money. And so what are what are some questions that maybe on like an interview that you would ask to try and find that information out? Yeah, so the biggest thing to do that is, so we have to understand that in an interview, people are trying to put their best foot forward. And most of the time, what they're trying to do is guess what answer you want to hear. <laughs> 
right? And you guys all know this, you're like, okay, they're trying to, you know, and that that's normal. It's human nature. We're trying to put our best foot forward. We want to be able to do that. So what I think helps out a ton is giving examples to help lower barriers of what's okay. For example, I interview for, you know, on my team, I do some interviews and I said, there was somebody that was really worried. I could tell he was motivated by money. He didn't really say it. And I said, look, I hired somebody a little while ago that literally told me their goal is to make $10,000 so they can go on this vacation that costs like $9,500, right? That was their main goal. And I said, awesome. I'm going to help you get to that goal because it motivated them. And they all of a sudden are like, oh, I didn't realize that that's an acceptable answer. I thought you were going to not hire me because of that, right? But instead, what we find is that if we can motivate people the right way, right? Even if their goal isn't perfectly in alignment with what we have for our company, we're able to get their goal so that we have mutually beneficial results, right? And in this case, like this person was, they were awesome for that, for those 10 grand <laughs> moments. They were awesome during that time because they were highly motivated. I talked to them about here, this is, remember you're working towards this vacation. This is how you can do it quicker. This is what your process will be. This is what we're looking for. And so we went in extremely transparent. That's, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed in an interview is be as transparent as possible with, hey, this is what we're looking for. And these are, we, we want to get it this way. You may not be the exact perfect fit for that, but here, here's our goals. Tell us your real goals because we're interested in it. And the best way to get the real goals is give them an example, right? Hey, you know, someone says this and it's okay. It basically gives them permission to be honest, right? So that's a good question. Sometimes you may not have that example, right? You guys are probably thinking, well, I, I haven't hired somebody that gave that example, so I'm, I'm not going to necessarily lie, right? Um, it's not a good idea to lie in an interview, right? <laughs> Definitely don't recommend that. But the best thing that you can do is, is say, okay, here's what we're trying to get out of our employees. We value hard work. We value this and this. Um, we are trying to see if you match these values, okay? being straightforward with, we value you through monetary gains, but we also value you through these different methods, right? And doing work well. And so if you can really lay out your company values first, the candidate will then start expressing a little bit more. It's, a, it's an emotional um, data bank is what we call it, right? You give a little in your honesty, straightforwardness, they give a little back, they open up a little bit more. Eric, this sounds just like give your price to get their price. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. I love it. So let this, this might sound a little funny, but I'm just going to throw this out there, like how much of a jackass I can be sometimes. But on an interview, especially a second interview, like a lot of times uh, I'll have my, my staff will do the, the first interview with a phone interview or whatever, or re- look at the application and then come sign set them up for a second interview and we'll get them in and sit down. And so like, we'll be sitting down and you know, every, they're nervous, you know, they want to get the job. They want to make the right impression. They don't want. And so a lot of times I'll just be sitting down and like, they know I'm the, the big kahuna, right? They're like, Oh, he's the boss. Like I already went through this person. Now I got to get through this person. And so I'll be like, so what what's what's your favorite uh what's your co- favorite country star what's your favorite country music you know and they'll look at me like i've never heard this before. like what are you talking about like and it's just like calms them down a little bit and so it's kind of funny because one of the applicants that i got from applicant pro thank you very much she's a freaking amazing rock star lover you know i was like hey what's your favorite country artist and she's like 
she was like hesitant. She's like, well, it's Morgan Wallen. I, I know he got in trouble recently and he got in some stuff, but you know, like he's really not that bad. He's a good guy. I like really like Morgan Wallen, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. I like Morgan. What's up? And she's like, well, what's yours? You know? And I'm like, oh, it's Jason Aldean. And she's like, oh, really? And like, so now we have this thing in common, like, and it, it like just calmed things down a little bit. And then it's like, okay, are you, tell me about your experience with Excel. Are you okay at Excel? And then she's like, she's a little bit more calm and she's like, well, I have a little bit of experience about this and, you know, I, I know I can take some, I can learn fast, you know, but like, you know, so she tells us a little bit about that. And I'm like, okay, cool. So what's your favorite cuss word? And, and she's like, what? You know, she looks at me and, and, and I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, this is a, this is, this is a contracting business. You know, you, you got guys out here, they're in the field, they're working hard. Like, you know, the guys coming to the office, they're, you know, saying stuff sometimes inappropriate. I just want to make sure you're okay with that. Like, do you have a favorite cuss word? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what is it? And then she's like, can I say it? You know, she like thinks it's a trick question, right? I'm like, yeah, you can say it. And, uh, you know, so it's like, I think over the years, like having those kind of like questions to diffuse and pull down and, and like get the, get the prospect to relax a little bit. I think it's always been important for me. I'm an I personality. So I'm like a little more talkative like that where like someone's like, okay, do you have work boots? Do you know Excel? Do you know how to use work? Like I try and like pull it down a little bit. I feel like it's always revealed the person's personality a little bit. Then it makes sense. It's like, it's part of the culture, like leads them into my culture a little bit. And so I'm curious if, if like, is that a jackass move or is that like, is there a little bit of genius to it? Okay. Yeah. No, first of all, Eric, I'm just going to say there's a little bit of genius to it, but you know, don't let that go to your head. Okay. Brad, did you hear that? Brad, he said there's a little bit of genius to it. <laughs> all right. So, oh my gosh. This, Kayla, why'd you have to I do know. That? I know. I was almost going to take that back, but it's all right. <laughs> so, this is the reason that it is that way. And that it's because the hard qualifications already come in the application, right? You're asking, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? They already answered those questions, right? What you're going to do in an interview is break down to see if they're going to be a company culture fit, right? It's an impression. That's why you can kind of go to it and see uh, that most employers hire based on their gut feeling from an interview. They're not, they would actually go back to the resume and be like, oh, I, I forgot about all that, right? Because that, that's the process. The process of hiring is you go through some standardized, computerized processes that weed out the people that don't have your basic qualifications that you need. But the interview process is designed for you to say, are they going to be a good fit for the company culture? What are their personality traits in the workplace that are going to match mine? Can I work with them? Right? So if you're asking questions that are going to lower their shield and give them more freedom to be honest, you're going to get better results of long-term, is this person going to be a good fit for me? Right? Too many people in interviews are like, hey, show me this example here. This is a stress test be a stress test process. And basically, people don't perform well under a, a stress test environment. So you're like, here, put you at your worst and let me judge you and I, you need to be at your best. So that, that, that's the one reason I just think that's genius. Lower down their shield, get their personality traits, get them to come out. So, so I, add, I added a question to my interview now. It's, what's your favorite gun? 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, that, that, so listen, I want, I want to, I want to chime in on this. this is a little, that's a little tricky one. Cause I, I would love to ask that question, but I'm like, eh, you know, I mean, if someone doesn't like guns, I mean, that's not going to hurt my feelings that much, you know? No, but if they don't like guns, that's going to be a culture. That's going to be a major cultural uh, conflict in our business. Well, it could be, it could be, but maybe that's that's like the not right, the right question. I would say. So I, I got to tell you. So I said this one guy on his application. He said he's a musician. You know, like like I was like, hey, what are your hobbies? Right. I think I don't think it was on the application. I was like, hey, well, well what are your hobbies? What do you like to do on your free time? And so they kind of explore. That's one of those like questions to lower their guard a little bit right he's like well i play guitar this that and the other i'm like oh really what do you play he's like oh well i like you know like i i like eddie van halen like like this is a young guy it's like it, he wasn't like eddie van halen was already like past his prime this kid wasn't even born yet right he's like oh, i really like eddie van halen I'm like no kidding and like and like i'm like that's my era you know like so i like had this kind of conversation with him this isn't an interview this is an interview right and so that's my era. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a metalhead. I'm just going to admit it, you know, and he's like, oh, really? You know, like, I like, you know, so like we're having this conversation in an interview. And I was like, so, you know, my era, you know, what's going on. Why don't you, here, here's a question for you. Why don't you guess what my guitar God, like my favorite guitarist is of, of that time era? Why don't you guess who I, you, who you think it is for me? And it was funny because he thought about it for a second. And then he's like, it's either, Randy Rhodes or Dimebag Daryl? And I was like, very good. You got him. You got the two, my two top guitar players ever and like my guitar gods, but you had them reversed. But that was a big deal. And so it's funny because it made me understand like how passionate he was about his hobby and like the outer lines of his hobby. You know, it was really interesting to me because in my craft and my trade with fish and all this stuff, like there's a lot of nuances of it. And, and it made me show how wide he could go in his hobby, what he's passionate about. And if I could express, if I could, if I could turn him on to the passions that I have in this business, it could go wide for me like that. It was really a cool feeling. And we like, he's, he doesn't work for me anymore at this time. Um, but we left on great terms. He's still a friend of mine. And this, this is like an eight year relationship that I have with this guy. And we always tease about that interview moment that pulled his guard down and let me know who he is. And he like figured out who I was. It was a really cool moment like that. And so th these cultural moments like that, it's not about money. It's not always about benefits. It's not always about, you know, if they, if they can feel like they're going to come into a culture in your business and like really fit in it's a it's a pretty big deal eric i don't think caleb wanted to come on here and listen to you talk about how good you are interviewing people no no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm really not that good caleb already picked me out because like i'll pick up the application <laughs> i'll pick up the application and go like oh they know how to work in this software like i had no idea i didn't even care i just wanted to know what his favorite guitar player was it's like that's where it goes to the gut and that's what i love about caleb and what i love about the service, which we'll get to at some point here, his, the service that he does, is like he sets it up in such a beautiful fashion that he kind of, he kind of handles the loose ends that me as just being a complete jackass about some of those other things and just going to go off my gut. He handles that. He handles the formalities behind the gut and then serves them up to you. So then you can know the formalities are already completed and then you can go off your gut. It's, it's a pretty interesting uh, dynamic there. Yeah, and I, that's actually a perfect segue because I wanted to ask one last question. And that is, so when you mentioned earlier about doing like a market analysis, 
why don't you kind of share with when you when someone hires Applicant Pro, and we'll start getting into the kind of the nitty gritties of what you guys do. But when someone hires you, you guys do a, a competitive market analysis of you know locally what's going on. How does that help contractors? I mean, what does that mean? What, you know, what, why is that a good thing? Yeah, that's a really important point. So we will go through and do a location analysis and a competitor analysis. Competitor analysis basically at the beginning is going to give us an understanding of what are your strengths, right? I'm going to look at your other competitors. What do you have that you're offering that's unique that we can promote, right? That's the biggest thing is we're trying to market you. And if you look like everybody else out there, right? We talk about this a little bit at Applicant Pro is that a lot of people want to be a commodity with their job, which is like milk or gas, which means the only reason you buy the milk that you buy or the gas that you buy is whichever one's closest, basically, right? There's a, a few people that do something different than that, but most people do that. And jobs are becoming the same way, right? You write your same job ad as your competitor does, and you now become the only differentiator is your pay, right? So what we recommend when we do competitor analysis is we want to promote something that's unique, eye-catching, and marketing you the best way. Now, we do that based on location, right? Because you, you have to understand the job market is not the same in California as it is in New Jersey, as it is in Texas, as it is in Florida. Right. So you, and you can't have the same offering or your unique offerings won't be the same, won't hold the same weight. So we're going to do it based on location. And then we also will go through and eventually we're going to use that competitor analysis to also say, Hey, this is where you're weak. Right. Now that's a tough conversation, tough pill for a lot of people to swallow of like, Hey, we need to break the norm here and you're offering something that's just not good. Right. In this area. And. Sometimes that's that's a just a very difficult change. And we don't necessarily say, hey, your pay is the lowest. You need to be offering a little bit more. Sometimes we'll be like, look, can you offer more? If you can't, here are some other ideas that are going to boost your benefits. Awesome. So you're you're looking at the competitors and, and trying to figure out what's going to differentiate your client from the competitors. So if they can't pay as much as the competitors in your area then you're going to try and promote something else, whether it's flexible hours or 401k or whatever it is that's going to separate them. Try to uh, highlight the benefits that make them stand out from the others. So that was awesome. So so Eric and I both hired uh, Applicant Pro. We I don't know if Eric still has jobs currently running, but I do. And it's of course, it's for the lead carpenter, which is the unicorn of hiring. <laughs> so... The reason why we wanted Caleb to come on was because we, you know, we both like the service. We've used it. Eric had success right off the bat. Like the first week he had tons of people. And so, you know, that's why we wanted you to come on. Eric, did you have any other questions for Caleb before we kind of get to the end? I didn't want to leave you out if there was something pressing. I, You know, one thing that's kind of burning in my mind is like, I, I think, you know, all the good all the good employees are already working for someone, right? And so how do you track those people? I mean, I imagine this comes up a lot. You know, it's like, you know, the the unicorns, they're freaking working for someone. They're getting taken care of. They're in a nice culture. They're getting, you know, they're getting good benefits. They're getting respected. They have great management. You know, so like how how do we find those those unicorns? You know, I mean like that that's kind of weighing on me a little bit. Now yeah, no, that's great. And that's a really tough question. Not a, not a soft toss there for that one. Um, but there's basically two ways of going about it, right? 
we can get in front of those people and throw out something that's like vastly different, right? Break the norm. Yes, they're satisfied with where they're at, but now we can go through and make a change that's going to change their lives, right? So, and the only way you can get in front of those people is through social media, right? They browse on Facebook, not looking for jobs, and all of a sudden it'll come up, right? Or through networks, right? And that's, again, typically through social media is people that are connected with them and you're like, hey, this guy is doing something crazy insane and it's working and you should consider going there. The other option there is create your own unicorns, right? And this is really hard, right? But basically the idea is you start with somebody that has the potential, they have your company culture, they have the desire, and you invest in them, right? You guys know this because everybody can post, I mean, we could go out there and you're like, yeah, lead carpenter, extremely difficult. Apprentice carpenter, yes, I'll get all these people that are interested in that, right? So what do you do at that point? You can solve a different problem. Instead of trying to find a unicorn, you create the unicorn yourself, right? And again, it just kind of depends on, you'll have to do cost-benefit analysis on which one's going to be better for you and which route you end up taking. So great question. Awesome. So I do want to take this and and, uh, close it out, but I, I want you to kind of share with us about Applicant Pro. How can they find out more about your services and I think you guys even have a special promo for us, promo code. If you could just kind of share that with us, Caleb, and then we'll we'll end this uh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So you can always find out more about us. You can go to applicantpro.com. They have tons of marketing information on like, hey, this is what we do. This is how we market your jobs. Basically, we become a, you would contract us out for doing all your hiring. We create your content. We advertise for you. We screen your candidates, get all of that like we talked about, covering your bases so you can kind of go with your gut at that point, right? And so we do have an initial startup commitment of three months. And so what we're offering on this podcast is 20% off of that initial price. So um, you can come in, you'll want to come directly to me. It's, uh, I think we'll share the link here in the podcast details. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Um, and so that will allow you to connect directly with me and there'll be a spot there that you can say, hey, what is this about? And that's where we're going to put in the, the promo code hammer and grind. Okay. And so that will get you 20% off of your first three months using our services. So um, appreciate you guys and being on. So appreciate if there's anything yeah, else. Yeah, Caleb. I'll- Love it. And uh, we might mention too that you, you do like a referral program as well, don't you? Where if somebody's looking to bring in even more. Absolutely. We do, right? So that's, we always do referral programs. We take it to our clients all the way through our long-term hiring strategy and do f- full referral programs for them. As well as if you are interested in referring over to us, we give you a one month free every time you refer somebody. So Again, it's the same idea, right? We've, we're marketing just our business in the same way that we recommend you guys marketing your jobs. Exact same process. Awesome. Well, Kayla, we, uh, I mean, we're super appreciative of you being on the show with us, sharing some great tips. Guys, if you don't listen to what Caleb has to say and go out and implement these, and I don't, I don't know what else to, to say to try and help you out. But uh, definitely appreciate you being on, Caleb, and... Eric, why don't you uh, take us out of here? I will take us out of here, but I'm going to take a quick little pause here because I just want to throw something out there. You know how I am. I personality. <laughs> if you can, just do it. If you, just get it over no, with. No, no, no. I'm not going to say this. Listen, 
Uh, I was a little skeptical about hiring Applicant Pro, but we we were so overloaded here at HQ and headquarters and kind of managing all of our different things. And unfortunately, like over the 20 years, I, I haven't been great at hiring people. I, of course, I know how to ask some fun c- cultural questions to like slide them in and drop their guard. I think I'm good at that. But it, it's been, a, it's been a, a challenge along the years. And I got to say that my experience with, with uh, Applicant Pro and the whole process like of even the three months startup and then being able to push it on pause when I have enough employees. And if I, if I need to ramp it up, I can open back up and get the program going again. I mean, I think, I think what you're offering is a pretty smooth, smooth operation. And I got to, I want to say that the first time that we, we dove into you guys within three, four days, we had like a dozen, dozen people looking at us for uh, applicants we looked at. And uh, we went through some people and we found a complete rock star. I'm so happy. I mean, I literally could jump through this podcast and kiss you right now, Caleb, because like the, the person we have on deck is really, really amazing. So it's been a good experience. And um, I just kind of want to throw out there, it's it's uh, not all smoke and mirrors. And, and it's been really fun for us to have you on this podcast to give out the free value to clients that maybe can't, you know, that, that maybe it doesn't make sense for them to hire you yet. And and I think that the the content that you shared with everyone was super valuable. And that I think that at some point when they're knocking their head against the wall, they can't find the right people. They're just going to make, they're going to make the right move and lean into you and give you a call. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as a final thing. Is that cool, Brad? Anything else? Yeah. Just, just hire them. Like seriously, don't even mess around with doing job ads and posting and all. Just hire them. Take it off your plate. Spend that time that you would spend on all that crap, and you know, hire salesmen, sell more jobs, whatever. Do things that bring in money. Don't waste your time doing all this stuff. Let them do it. Amen. Amen to that. All Amen. Right. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for spending time with us tonight on this wonderful podcast. This is our first ever guest on the show, and I'm super proud to have Caleb on here from Applicant Pro. Do the world a better place. Make contractors better than who they are by uh, sharing the the podcast with them, uh, so they can lean into us, and uh, we can all help uh, on our on our journey to self mastery, getting better with that. Jump on over to iTunes, rate and review us. Smash the five stars because it always helps us and makes Brad even smile sometimes. His grumpy old D face. And we're gonna catch you on the next download. Thank you so much. Thank you.